Welcome. This is Michael Volkoff, and this is episode 226 of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. And our episode today is a deep dive into the KT Corp SEC FCPA settlement. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me. Hope you're doing well, staying safe, staying happy, staying healthy. Um, I thought I'd uh, review uh, in detail the KT Corp, the first FCPA settlement uh, and enforcement action of the year uh, done by the F's, uh, the SEC. And before we get started, let's hear a word from our sponsor, Steel Compliance. Steel Compliance is the global leader in compliance and ethics management. Steel's compliance and ethics platform is comprehensive, robust, and easy to use to promote a company's culture of compliance. Steel partners with the world's largest, most respected companies to deliver compliance products and services that help organizations embrace a culture of compliance while protecting their brand. Building an ethical culture is a complex undertaking that requires a detailed understanding of the global compliance environment, considerable time, and specialized expertise. Steel's end-to-end ethics and compliance platform is designed to provide compliance officers with the solutions they need to proactively address changing regulatory and reputational risks. Steel's ethics and compliance automated platform offers critical functions designed to promote a speak-up culture to advance employee engagement, reporting, and incident management, investigate promptly and fairly potential incidents to ensure compliance with your organization's code of conduct and applicable laws and regulations, including anti-corruption, anti-money laundering, antitrust, sanctions, cybersecurity, and data privacy. Manage your organization's compliance policies and procedures to ensure that policies are updated and disseminated effectively so that employees understand your organization's compliance requirements. Educate and engage your organization to promote understanding in how your compliance program applies to -to day-to-day operations. And evaluate and monitor your organization's business partners, vendors, suppliers, and customers to mitigate risk and ensure adherence to your organization's ethics and compliance requirements. To learn more about Steel's compliance solutions, please contact us at email steelglobal.com or call 415-692-5000. Well, it took uh, three weeks into February, and uh, we had our first FCPA uh, settlement announced uh, by the SEC. Still no word from the Justice Department on uh, any corporate settlements or enforcement actions. So <clears throat> this is an interesting case. The uh, KT Corp case is interesting because uh, even though it's not for a large amount of money, $6.3 million, uh, the range of um, violations and the, let's call it creativity, um, is definitely a, a learning moment for all of us. Um, so the SEC announced uh, the first FCPA enforcement action uh, last week, uh, or week and a half ago, sorry, and uh, uh, it was for $6.3 million to settle FCPA violations. Uh, they agreed to pay $3.5 million in civil penalties and two point eight in disgorgement. KT Corp is South Korea's largest telecommunications company, and they have uh, American uh, depository shares, which are traded on the New York Stock Exchange, and it files, obviously, periodic reports with the SEC. That's how uh, they got jurisdiction uh, in that sense. Now, KT Corp violated uh, the FCPA's books and records and internal accounting controls provisions stemming from its activities in South Korea and Vietnam. Now, interestingly, the South Korean payments uh, 
bribery payments were prosecuted by the South Korean government. Uh, but nonetheless, this was part of an FCPA enforcement action with regard to books and records. So as explained in the SEC's order, KT lacked uh, sufficient internal uh, accounting controls over its expenses, including executive bonuses and purchases of gift cards, which resulted in, in the managers and executives generating slush funds for illegal purposes. Additionally, KT Corp. failed to adopt anti-corruption policies and procedures with respect to donations, employment candidates, vendors, subcontractors, or third-party agents. As a result, KT Corp. employees were able to provide improper benefits to government officials and potential government customers. The SEC's uh, enforcement action, as I mentioned, followed a criminal prosecution in South Korea in November 2021 against KT Corp. and 14 of its executives for illegal political contributions. As explained in the SEC order, between 2009 and 2018, KT Corp. made improper payments uh, to government officials in South Korea and Vietnam. In South Korea, KT Corp. executives maintained a large slush fund from which they paid for entertainment and gifts to government officials. In addition, KT Corp. executives uh, maintained a large slush from, uh, from, uh, from which uh, they paid for entertainment and gifts to government officials. Um, and the executive also made payments to charitable foundations at the request of senior government officials. In Vietnam, KT Corp. employees gave money to third parties who were connected to Vietnam government officials to secure contracts to construct a solar power cell system and another project to supply hardware and software to vocational colleges. All of these payments in Korea and Vietnam were mischaracterized on KT Corp.'s books and records. In total, KT Corp. Mis mischaracterized $11.2 million in expenses and earned illegal profits of approximately $2.3 million. As part of the settlement, KT Corp. agreed to submit a report every six months to the SEC on the status of remediation of its anti-corruption compliance program uh, for a total term of two years, so four reports. KT Corp. cooperated with the FC. Uh, SEC, but did not self-report the violations, and they terminated several employees responsible for the misconduct and implemented robust accounting controls. Finally, they implemented ethics and compliance improvements, including enhancement of its code of conduct and policies and procedures concerning uh, uh, expenses and increased training on anti-bribery issue. Issues. KT Corp. continues to remediate its process around anti-corruption risk assessments, its audit program, and other internal accounting controls relating to third parties. So let's dig into the bribery schemes. These are where, uh, you know, you look under the hood of these FCPA enforcement actions, and the schemes employed by some of the corporate actors can be shocking. And I would put the, this one in that, that category. The quote-unquote creativity of bad actors can provide important lessons learned and help future investigators when trying to unearth bribery schemes. At the root of most schemes is brazen arrogance and rationalization of otherwise improper behavior. And uh, KT Corp's bribery schemes are interesting in kind and scope. So let's start with South Korea. For, uh, from 2009 to 2017, KT high-level executives and uh, the SEC made sure to mention high level, maintained slush funds consisting of off-the-books accounts and physical stashes of cash to pay government officials. The executives used the slush funds to provide 
gifts, entertainment, and illegal political contributions to members of the Korean National Assembly. During the period of 2009 to 2013, a KT uh, executive officer, and, and I think this was the CEO or president, and another senior executive implemented a scheme uh, to approve inflated bonuses to company officers and executives, which was then returned to the executive officer in cash and uh, used to generate a slush fund of $1 million. The cash was stored in a safe on the 16th floor of KT's offices while the senior executive maintained some funds in his personal bank account. And KT Corp. booked the slush fund as executive bonuses. In October 2013, media reports on the bonus scheme caused the executive officer to resign. He was eventually charged criminally with embezzlement and was acquitted after a trial. Uh, the jury in that case apparently found, or the court found, that uh, these uh, payments were more for his personal uh, benefit than for uh, business benefit. In response, KT Corp. failed to make any changes to its internal accounting controls or systems. So after the scandal, they did nothing. KT Corp. officials employed a new scheme to generate funds for illegal payments and create a new slush fund. And the corporate relations group purchased gift cards and then converted them to cash. To execute the scheme, KT Corp. employed a vendor who converted the gift cards and then delivered bags of cash back to KT Corp. minus a commission payment to the vendor. The cash was eventually transferred to KT Corp. officers and employees to make illegal political contributions to representatives. These payments were made in order to circumvent domestic laws governing political contributions. A total of approximately $393,574 in contributions were made to 99 lawmakers. And KT Corp. booked the expenses as either research and analysis, in quotes, or entertainment, in quotes. In November 2021, Korean authorities indicted KT Corp. and 14 high-level executives for criminal violations stemming from the gift card scheme. Between 2015 and 2016, uh, KT Corp. made improper payments totaling $1.6 million to three foundations connected to Korean politicians. All of these payments were booked incorrectly, either as charitable donations or as a sponsorship. In other words, these were not charitable foundations. These were foundations, different type of foundation. The requests for these payments were made directly by government officials. KT Corp. made no effort to determine whether the payments were legal. In addition to improper payments, KT Corp. hired two advertising executives from these foundations and assigned them to desirable positions. KT Corp. altered its criteria for outside advertising agencies to hire a new agency created by close associates from these foundations. Without conducting any due diligence, KT Corp. eventually paid the two individuals a total of $454,000 in salaries and their new advertising firm, a total of $5.88 million in advertising fees. Now, let's turn to Vietnam. And between 2014 and 2018, uh, KT employees planned to provide money to third parties connected to government officials to obtain a solar cell power and training for uh, five vocational colleges. Uh, K, uh, KT failed to conduct any due diligence of the third parties and failed to respond to allegations of improper payments made in connection with these two contracts. 
KT Corp entered into an arrangement with a construction company to pay a bribe of $95,000 to a Vietnam government official to secure the solar cell power contract. A construction company wired money to an employee who delivered the cash to the government official. The construction company eventually arranged for reimbursement of the bribery payment, claiming that the payment was for, quote, expenses for engaging in sales activities. In 2013 and 2014, KT Corp participated with a consortium to bid on the Vocational Colleges Project. A Vietnam government official introduced KT Corp to a Vietnamese company to serve as a local agent, with the understanding that the local agent would pass a percentage of, the, of his or her commission payment to the government official. In 2015, one of the consortium partners refused to pay a portion of the agent's fee because of the risk of bribery. KT agreed to cover the partner's portion of the payment. Eventually, the government official was paid $550,000 by KT and a new consortium partner. To disguise the payment, KT enlisted a new consortium partner who was not subjected to any uh, compliance due diligence review. A bribery payment of $735,000 through the local agent was listed in an invoice as, quote, site survey for installation, close quote, and future uh, bribery payments were separately listed in future invoices. So even though the size of this uh, enforcement action is relatively small, in other words, the $6 million penalty, the underlying misconduct provides a number of important lessons learned, and in its scope, KT Corp's misconduct was varied. Let's look at some of the most significant uh, less lessons learned from this. First off, we have, again, C-suite misconduct. The slush fund was executed by high-level executives at KT Corp and was funded through inflated bonus payments made to executives. Each executive returned the overpayment to the high-level executive, who then maintained the cash. The high-level executive appears not to have been subjected to any financial controls or audits. As a result, the high-level executive was able to engage in financial um, uh, misconduct without fear of being caught. The KT Corp enforcement action underscores the need for ethics and compliance programs to include a C-suite risk assessment in its overall risk profile. Based on that risk, an ethics and compliance program should include financial and compliance controls that apply to the entire C-suite. For some reason, ethics and compliance professionals have been unwilling or unable to include C-suite risks in its compliance program. And the risk of misconduct in the C-suite is usually small, but if it occurs, the impact is substantial. Number two, failure to remediate. The KT scandal resulted in domestic contra- uh, controversy in South Korea in 2013. In response, however, KT made no effort to remediate the problem, adopt enhanced controls, or implement an anti-corruption compliance policy. KT's failure reflects a basic governance omission. The board, compliance, internal audit, and other important constituencies apparently were unable to bring about change or even address the root causes of the scandal and implement remedial steps. Three, vendor risks and transaction monitoring. KD Corp uh, resumed its slush fund operations, notwithstanding the 2013 criminal prosecution of the KT Corp executive. As part of the new scheme, KT Corp used gift cards and employed an outside vendor to help cash the cards and return the cash. 
The vendor was not subjected to due diligence, and there appears to be no ongoing transaction monitoring to follow gift card expenditures or confirm the role of the vendor and the nature of the vendor's transactions. Fourth is uh, political, con uh, political contributions. KT Corp made a number of illegal and important uh, improper contributions to South Korean members of the National Assembly. The payments were not sub sub uh, subjected to any controls nor compliance review, and obviously this misconduct underscores yet again the danger of political contributions and the need for strict scrutiny. Finally, th the absence of third-party due diligence and risk management. And it, this, is, uh, this enforcement action is replete with instances of failures to conduct due diligence. The vendor in uh, in uh, a vendor in um, in South Korea, the local agent in Vietnam, the consortium joint venture in Vietnam, the failure to apply a due diligence protocol inevitably results in misconduct. In the Vietnam local agent case, a significant red flag occurred at the outset of the relationship. The government official responsible for the contract referred the local agent to KT Corp. The purpose of the referral was clear the local agent would be used as a conduit to pay bribes. This red flag should have stopped KT Corp. from engaging the third party. A government official referral and requirement is the proverbial kiss of death for a third party. Well, that's it uh, on KT Corp. Interesting case. Um, hopefully we'll see some more uh, enforcement actions so we can uh, learn some more uh, lessons, apply it to our compliance program, uh, and obviously our control uh, environment. So um, stay safe, stay healthy. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks again for listening to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Please subscribe to the podcast series. The Volkov Law Group believes that every company should have a robust ethics and compliance program. Experience and research show that ethical companies are better performers in the global marketplace. You can learn more about the legal and compliance services we offer at our website, www.volkovlaw.com. You can also follow our award-winning blog, Corruption, Crime, and Compliance, and our podcast series. You can contact Michael Volkov at his email address, mvolkov at volkovlaw.com. Exchange.